Welcome to the In Pursuit of Branding podcast. I'm Kelly Whitman, a brand strategist, designer, wife, mom, and avid reader. Through my work, I've helped hundreds of purpose-driven businesses build strategy, meaning, and connection into their brands so they can do more good work in this world. You are enjoying this podcast ad-free because of the very generous support of subscribers on Substack. You can learn more and subscribe at kellywhitman.substack.com and continue the conversation about building a people-first business. If you're a service-based business owner, creative entrepreneur, or consultant who wants to build a business doing work you love while also supporting your life, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. I am so excited to introduce you to one of my longest business friends, Angela Divine Knox. Yes, that is her real name. Uh, her and I met after I went and attended a yoga class that she was teaching at her photography studio. And that was way back in 2018. We became fast friends after having some drinks and chicken wings at a bar. And we've collaborated multiple times over the past several years. She's a wonderful human. She's a genius at social media, especially when it comes to organic growth. And I know you're going to love this episode. A little bit more about Angela. Uh, She started working with brands and small business owners in 2018 as a brand photographer. She creates images that really enhance businesses' websites and social media accounts. I can tell you firsthand because I've had several clients that have worked with her on her photography and her photos are just out of this world. Um, But she noticed that many of her clients didn't have a plan for how to use the photos. So they collected the digital dust on their hard drives. Because of this, she founded The Divine Group in 2020. They are a full-service branding and marketing agency that grows purpose-driven brands' online presence by creating content that pairs captivating visuals with authentic messaging. They specialize in social media management, brand building, website design, and content creation. When she's not in the office, Angela loves spending time in nature with her husband, dog, and tiny human. They love camping in or on the North Shore, hiking, and hammocking. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Angela, all about intentional social media use. Hello, hello, Miss Angela Knox. I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you very much for being here. Thanks for having me, Kelly. Yay. As one of my uh, favorite humans, I love collaborating with you. You were someone at the top of my list uh, when I was thinking about who I wanted to have on the, the first season of the podcast. And Social media, I know, is your zone of genius and what you are so great at. And as you know, and I think um, if anyone's been in my sphere for any longer than a couple of days um, have heard me, I, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. And what I'm excited to chat with you about today is how can we as service-based business owners really leverage the power of social media? Because I've seen firsthand through you and the amazing work that you do with your clients that it works. Um, So I would love to just have this conversation circling around this idea. If we are in this space of, I know I don't love social, how can I have a better relationship with it? And then really leverage its power for my business. So with kind of that as the preface, where, how do you, or how has your relationship with social media evolved in the last, you know, you've had your, well, I know you started with photography, so it's been longer than a decade, right? Um, And then with uh, the divine group for your branding agency, how, yeah, what does that relationship look like with social media and and how, how you've used it and maybe the boundaries? I know that's kind of a big question, but let's start there. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like uh, you can say a lot about social media, but the best thing that kind of we've done with social is really make it not about how much we can post or can we go viral or anything like that, but making it just like more actionable of like, if I'm going to leave kind of this legacy of a social media account, what would I want to be on it? Uh, what would I want people to see if the divine group I left, right? And someone else took it over. What would I want people to see? So I kind of think about it as leaving a bit of a legacy. Um, how do you want to leave that versus, you know, anything else? So that's really helped me find a better relationship with it because my goal has become as a service-based business owner to provide value and to hopefully inspire and hopefully to make people laugh and overall to leave kind of like some emotions with people that are good, if you will. I love that perspective so much. And I've never, I never heard anyone talk about it that way, but it's even just hearing you talk about it eases a lot of the pressure and the tension around social when you think about it from that perspective. And before we go to the next question, we need to back up because <laughs> I totally forgot. We need to introduce you to our listeners. So <laughs> And can you please um, give us some background? Who are you? Uh, what do you do? Personal, professional, all of the the good things that is Angela Knox. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I it was like, I maybe she's doing that at the beginning before the episode starts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Kelly, Gal, so good to be here with you. Um, I mean, we've known each other forever and I feel like you've seen me kind of transform through everything that is. But yeah, my name is Angela Divine Knox. Um, Divine's my middle name. It was it was my grandma's name. It's my mom's name. And now it's my daughter's name. So my first business was Angela Divine Photography. I did a lot of photos for couples, for commercial stuff. Uh, and then I, when I started working with business owners, they'd be like, these photos are great, but what do I do with them? So then it kind of transitioned into content creation. And then that kind of transitioned into, okay, now you want me to put that content somewhere with you. So the Divine Group is a full service branding and marketing agency that helps purpose-driven brands make the impact they deserve with captivating content that really brings the heart and soul of their brand to light. So right now, a lot of what we do is we uh, create content for brands on social media, put it out there and um, take that piece of, you know, worrying about social media off their plate. Yes. And you do it so, so well. And I would imagine a lot of the reason behind that is has a lot to do with that philosophy that you shared, which is I would, you know, bringing into or coming into how you work with clients as well of this idea that how do I, how do we leave a, a great, a positive, a purposeful impact and legacy through our social media accounts, you know, for, I would imagine your clients and their community, but also from, from you and how you engage with your audience and your community on social media. So have you always thought about social media from that perspective or has that changed? And maybe even more specifically since, you know, having your daughter, um, did that have a big impact on, your social media use, but maybe also this philosophy that you have? Well, I mean, I think for me, it changed before I had my kid. Um, I, I feel like social media can be really toxic, you know, especially if all you're doing is looking at your competitors um, and looking about like, or just looking at people who are, you know, doing really great things on yachts, right? Like mm. you can totally use your feed in that way to like, you know, maybe peek into the world of celebrity or peek into these other worlds. Um, but yeah, for me, when I didn't ever really do that, but I definitely 
did a lot of like looking at the, especially when I was a photographer, looking at all these other photographers and comparing myself and being like, oh, I'll never be as good as that person. Or like, oh, this person looks like they have it all together. And I think eventually it just became one of those where when I stopped doing that, it just became so much more fun to be on social media, following accounts that make me laugh, um, you know, looking at stupid memes, uh, watching videos from comedians that I find really funny. And then also like watching brands that are like doing really great things, like them inspiring me. So I think that just changed uh, probably like five or six years ago. And I mean, it was the best thing that I ever did as far as social media goes. It made it so much more fun. Yes, I would imagine so, especially when you're, it sounds like you're very intentional about who you engage with. So with that being said, how do you then, you know, thinking about even just some nitty gritty like day-to-day how-to stuff, how do you schedule, whether it's for your clients or for your own personal use, do you have a schedule for checking and engaging on social media? Is it something that you do or have, like what boundaries do you have around it? How do you maintain that positive relationship uh, with social media because you're doing it so much, not only for your own business, but you have clients that you manage and do their social media as well. So what does that look like? Yeah, I mean, it's the fun thing about it is it's very not like a, here's how it all goes. It's not wrapped up in a bow. I think it definitely changes week to week or month to month. But when I'm working within someone else's account, it's way less, like, there's not a lot of offense for me, right? Like, it's not like I'm looking at other brands that do the same thing and going, oh, my, their brand doesn't compare to that brand. So there isn't that like comparison factor. Mm. So for me, it doesn't bother me at all. Like if I'm like going through other people's accounts um, and engaging with people for them, it's not as like, it doesn't like drain me in any sort of way. Cause it's like, that's my job for this person. I usually though, I will say I put my clients first versus my business. Um, so if you look at like how often I'm posting or how often I'm engaging, a lot of that has to do with like, what is my client load like? Um, so that's one thing that I really need to improve on, whether that be delegating it, whether that be setting time aside for it. Cause right now it's like, I would much rather spend time getting my clients more engagement than myself. Yeah. That's such a good point. And I wonder too, even just taking that mindset of, you know, you're taking that, I don't want to say the personal out of it, but the personal mm-hmm. in the sense that it's not for your business, it's for someone's else, for someone yeah. else's. So there's that gap. So to your point, it doesn't lead to as much or if any of that comparison, because I know that was something that is something that I struggle with a lot, especially on social, which is why I've just made a conscious decision to not do it. I go down the comparison rabbit hole real quick and real often when I'm on social media on a regular basis. And I love that idea of maybe shifting the perspective of this isn't, it's not about me. It's, this is just, you know, my job and kind of making that more impersonal um, from the perspective of to help support and put some boundaries around the mindset issues that often come with when we use social media on a regular basis. With that in mind, how do you guide your clients? Because there are, I feel like there's a new channel popping up on a regular basis. We've kind of got the same, you know, there's pretty good foundation ones, but you know, threads just came out relatively, um, recently and, you know, TikTok is new ish. How do you help and guide your clients on which channels they 
can be on or they would be most advantageous to be on? And then even for your own business, how do you make that decision of where to invest your time and your energy on social media? Um, because again, we don't all, we don't have all day and we want to, you know, get the most bang for our buck, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I first and foremost think that if you're going to do this yourself, you need to actually somewhat enjoy it in some sort of way, right? So pick a platform that you like. Um, I personally don't like TikTok. And some people are like, how? And it's like, well, I just haven't had enough time maybe to whatever, make a relationship with it. But, you know, if I was to pick a platform to scroll on, it wouldn't be TikTok. So guess what? That's not where I spend my time and energy. Um, And I mean, I think that's just fine. If you want to be on all the platforms, that's when you need help and that's when you need to hire out, um, especially if you really want to push your brand on a platform that like makes you not even want to touch it. So I think you have to be really aware of like what makes sense to you, what doesn't make sense to you. And then with our clients, we often like have to ask them like, okay, well, where are you right now? And then we'll kind of see like, where are people connecting with you? Um, a lot of people think Facebook is dead, but I'll tell you some of our clients, they have like the most loyal, fun Facebook followers. And so I don't think you can just like go off like what people are saying, like, this is hot, this isn't hot. Um, cause every business is different. So, you know, you have to kind of go where it feels natural and also like what, what's easiest for you to handle. Yeah. I love that blend of being intentional about, where's your audience engaging, but also respecting how you personally feel so that you'll have a little bit or as much enjoyment as you possibly can out of that platform that you're choosing to engage on. So do you, let's say we are, you know, we're only one person and we're not at a space right now where we can hire out. What is a, what's a good capacity to kind of gauge on of, you know, is it one channel? Um, is there a posting schedule, like an amount of posting? You know, as I'm thinking about if I'm a service-based business owner and I'm trying to be mindful of my capacity and I don't, I'm not at a place yet where I want to hire, how can I get the most out of my social media experience? Is it dabbling and dipping my toe into maybe one or, you know, two or three channels? Is it doing more focused attention on one. Do you have any recommendations, you know, from that, that lens or frame of reference? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's important to kind of figure out like, where would my people be? And every business is different. So you have to think about it a little bit, but here's the great news. If you try somewhere like a platform out and it doesn't work out, you don't have to like you're not marrying it, right? You can, <laughs> you can try elsewhere. So what I usually recommend to people is if you're like, I don't have a lot of capacity, I'm doing this all myself, pick one and then push your content from that one to as many platforms as you'd like. Mm. So, you know, if you want to pick Instagram, for example, great, push your Instagram to Facebook. They're owned by the same people at Meta. That's easy. Um, you can get like a scheduler that I'll post it to LinkedIn too. Um, you know, so it's like maybe just start with like creating for one and then pushing it to the others and just seeing where you feel like you're getting the most, if you will, bang for your time and energy, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's such a, I mean, schedulers are a godsend. They're a great gift to digital business owners who are operating on the social media space. So what about then the next step of how do we know any 
any tips or things to look out for, for those business owners who are, okay, maybe I do want to bring in support. How do we know if it's time to bring in support for our social media and what would be, I know there's a lot, but from your perspective, what's one of the the biggest benefits of hiring out and not doing it all on your own? Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a few reasons to hire out your social media, right? One, I want to become more visible, but I don't have the time and energy to put it into social media. Right. Um, I think a lot of people are like marketing ROIs, right? It's like, yeah, it's important to know your return on investment, but the hard part about sometimes social media, if you're doing it organically, meaning like you're not paying for an ad, right? You're not going to see sometimes the analytics of like, oh, um, I ended up purchasing something because of this post. So I think it's really important to understand sometimes with social media, if you're not doing it with ads and whatnot, you're not necessarily going to know sometimes the ROI. And like, we see it with clients all the time. People will send them a message. And then like four months later, that person will be working with that person. Um, So thinking about social media as more of the long game of, okay, I'm like kind of socializing with people, right? I'm like kind of stepping into the space where I'm going to get to know people. If you go to like, say like a networking meeting once, you know, you're probably not going to get to know everybody very well. But if you consistently go to that meeting, right, you're going to start to connect to people. So to kind of put it into perspective, right? Like you have to be very aware that sometimes it's more about the long-term than the short-term. So thinking about it as a relationship building makes it a little bit easier Mm -hmm. as far as that goes. Yeah. And that's another good perspective shift because we often think of social media as the quick, the quick wins. You go there um, to get that quick ROI and not necessarily approaching it from the long game perspective. But I, I think to your point, and just to reiterate that can be a really good shift in perspective to make it more enjoyable, knowing that you're investing for the long game and it's not necessarily a a quick, doesn't have to be just the quick win. Okay. You get me on the social media. You've got me a little bit. I think there can be some good, some good advantageous reasons to enjoy it. But what if there, I would imagine maybe someone else is like me and I just really, really, really don't enjoy it. Hmm. How but I want to, right? And I want to see the benefits of it for my business. Any tips for making it more enjoyable of things that I can do, um, or maybe any other of our listeners who are in this same space to leverage the power that it has for our business? Yeah. And I mean, I feel like with your last question too, um, a lot of people that don't enjoy social media, they're the ones that end up hiring it out because they're just like, guess what? I don't want to do this. <laughs> and that's okay. It's like, fine. If you don't want to do that, pay for someone else to do it, right? It's like, even if that person, you know, like you don't have to like, you don't have to force yourself to do it. You really don't. There are people that can help you. And if you don't have a huge budget, my goodness, you can hire someone from overseas, whatever. There are, There's always a solution to it. But if you're like, by God, I'm going to put my head down. I feel like this is like me trying to run a marathon. It's like, you know, you'd be like, I would never want to do that. So it's like, okay, if I'm going to force myself to do it, give yourself grace, right? Small steps. Um, I also think too, like, you don't have to post five times a week. If you can even post consistently, consistently meaning the same amount per week, like once a week, if that helps you, great. Yeah, those are such good tips. And 
I think from that perspective too, to reiterate that consistency doesn't mean every single day or three times a week. It's whatever cadence you want to agree to and set for yourself and then sticking to it. So every Monday or every other Monday, um, you know, I can use in my own personal example, as I was thinking about this podcast, again, this isn't social media, but just to reiterate from consistency, I knew I wouldn't be able to get an episode out every week. So I wanted to stay consistent. So I said, well, what can I manage? Like, what can I do and manage with relative ease without burning out? And that was every other week. So thinking about it from that perspective of sticking to it, I think is the the goal here, not necessarily the quantity, but making sure I would even, you know, add on that the quality and then consistent cadence um, could arguably be more important than, you know, putting out five shitty posts in one week versus once a week or once every other week that are really great and engaging and thought provoking, you know, depending on whatever your goals are for social. Taking it then a step further, you know, you've given us some really great mindset shifts, which are really, really helpful. Is there anything else if you were to maybe pick one action step that our listeners can take this week related to this idea of social media, really wanting to leverage it for their own business. Maybe they have that love hate relationship. Um, What would you, what would you share? I think uh, create posts that are meaningful to you. So instead of thinking about what is everyone else doing, do something that feels right to you. Um, Make it something that's not super hard to create. You could reuse something that you created in the past. Maybe it's something on your website, like your about section, and it has, you know, something about you start with things that are already created or that feel like they actually matter versus, you know, trying to like pull something out of thin air. It makes it so much easier. Yes. I love that you're saying that. And I would imagine most of the listeners um, of this podcast and even just people that I know circle around you and me are in this space. You know, we're purpose driven. We're doing business because we give a shit and it's that people first mentality. So I love that you're saying, you know, what you're creating lead with that, you know, as heart-based businesses and business owners who are doing things with a mission and purpose and intention, when you can approach your social media creation from that perspective. So not just some arbitrary like quote graphic, but doing something that genuinely you care about. I think that comes through the same is true with any element of your brand. When you really care, your audience, your community, your market, they will be able to tell and they'll be able to you know sniff out the bullshit too, which is why um, you know, I love that you're taking this approach and even just reiterating, like make it meaningful to you. And that will then come through to your audience and help to build that stronger connection with them. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I love just how you do social. I think you're, you are, you're great at it. And I love the approach that you take because it's not this all or nothing. It's not the smarmy get out there and do as much as you can. And, um, you know, do the, the issue DMS and all that stuff that we don't like that can so often be associated <laughs> with social. Um, you just really bring a human approach to social media, which is what I love. Um, I love about what you do and how you talk about it. So this last segment I am dubbing in pursuit and I want to just, um, I've got some quick rapid fire questions for you. And the first one is in your perspective, what makes a brand remarkable? The um, brand that's remarkable, I think, goes above and beyond. Um, it's not just about one person making money. It's about people having 
it's like it does more for just than one person. It's making an impact for community for a bigger picture. So speaking of community, how do you build connection into your own business? Um, I love to meet new people, whether it be on social media or whether it be, you know, through in-person local events, et cetera. Um, I just, I love to go out and meet people. So I actually do build networking into like my marketing plan and what I like to do. Yes, you are. You're a really great connector. I had just, I think, well, it's already live episode with Jen Fieldman. You and Jen Fieldman are like super connectors and you two are always the ones that I go to first whenever I need a recommendation on anything, because I know if either one of you won't be able to cover it, then I'm just not going to find what I want because you guys know so many great people and you're so wonderful at connecting with others and, and being super intentional about that connection. What does support look like for you right now in this season of life and business? Support for me is usually has a lot to do with my partner, my husband. Um, So it's like making sure that like you're both on a team and doing what we need to do to survive because it's my busy season and his busy season. So whenever I think of the word support right now, I just, I think of him and I'm like, wow, Mm -hmm. we're we're both supporting each other right now. Yes. It's good to, it's, Yes, definitely need that, especially when you are both going through busy seasons at one time, it can get very, very chaotic. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. In the last, you know, six or nine months, what have you tried that didn't work as, or meet your expectations? Um, you know, what's super funny is (laughs) I actually used one of the true North templates for something and I thought I had this really cool shortcut to change everything all at once and it did not work. And I had to spend like more like four to five hours doing something versus just what I thought would be an hour. So (laughs) technology, what you don't know, right? It's like, I'm dangerous enough at some things, but not an expert. So totally, it was totally website design related. (laughs) Oh, and I'm so sorry. It's all good. (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing. Clicked one wrong button and I was like, and now I start over. So, well, shit, we won't click that button again, right? Yep, nope, nope. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay. Last one in the last six to nine months, personally or professionally, what is one thing that you have said no to? Oh, product photography. Not Mm -hmm. a fan. You have done, you've dabbled in and you're officially saying no. So, I love people with products. But if you literally like want me to shoot over a hundred different menu Mm. items at a restaurant, that's not going to be where I say yes. That's just something that I can easily refer out to someone else. Yeah, I can see that. And I think like just from in working with you, you're so great at the human interaction and helping people feel comfortable. And like, that's kind of, you know, where I think you really, really shine, at least from my perspective and my experience in working with you. Um, so that makes sense. All right. I know people are going to want to know more about a, how to work with you, but just also to connect with you and see all of the the great and informative information that you share, especially on social media. So please let us know how we can stay connected. Yeah. So I love Instagram. That's my platform of choice. So I'd say, please connect with me there. My handle is the divine group M N and divine is D I V I not D E V I. Um, but yeah, you can check me out there or go to my website, the divine group.co. 
And those are the two easiest ways to get a hold of me and or get to kind of know what I love to do and what the lovely team I have likes to do as well. Thank you so much, Ange. I really appreciate you being on. And as for the listeners, we will see you on the next episode.